Hey y'all, welcome back to another Look Again podcast. Yeah, thanks for taking the time out to listen to us again. Yeah, we appreciate y'all as always. Hey everybody, welcome, welcome. Today, our topic is going to be digital detritus, our identity and the internet. So, um, you know, the internet is a vast tool that is used all over the world. It has shaped our future in such a way that will be forever remembered. But before the internet and social media, our relationships, friendships, lives, they were a bit different than they are now. We used to engage with each other in many different ways. How we engage, learn, research, share photos, listen to music and work is impacted in a dramatic way. The internet has literally reshaped how we relate with others and self to the world in such a fast paced nature. So my first question for everyone here is, what was it like for you growing up before being able to use the internet? And how did you connect with friends and family before it? All right, before we jump into that one, just one quick question for some of our listeners out there that might not know what detritus is. What's detritus? Yeah, I was actually looking it up right now. I feel like detritus that's where like, like people are like detritus, like what the hell are we talking about? I mean, but you know, it's like, like, like right? I think it's like building up of bacteria and like the trash and bad stuff or something. Isn't it kind of like it? Detritus basically means like waste product. So like fluoride is a waste product of something and then they reuse it. Think of dead skin, dust, hair follicle, like hair coming off or just the stuff that's left over after you do something or says waste or debris of any kind. All right, cool. Just so, I mean, just so our listeners know, you know, it's like the leftover shit. So it's like the trash. But it like gathers up. So if when leaves fall off and then they get all brown and hard and they get all crunkly, that's the detritus of the ground floor or like broken sticks. I'm down with the leaf litter, man. I'm down with the leaf litter. Yeah, it's like organic waste. But detritus is, you know, when something dies and it's like the bones, the powder of the bones start decaying. Detritus. Yeah, I'll leave detritus. So when you think of like digital detritus, it's like we're in a space where everything's like digital now and there's just so much stuff out there and some of it's worth it and some of it is just like is it i've been thinking about digital detritus and all the trash that we come through and all the content that we put out and it's like it just collects over time so i guess with that said what was it like growing up before the internet what's interesting is i distinctly remember like hanging out with my friends like all the time it was a type of thing you would you could call them on the phone, but most of the time you would just like ride your bike to the, your friend's house and then assume they were there and or assume they were at some other friend's house. And so you could always find them in the neighborhood or whatever. And it's a type of life where you just left your bike on the lawn and run in and play some video games or run out and just go bounce around the town. I remember like street lights were a big thing. When the street lights came on, you kind of had to come home or you had to check in and we didn't have cell phones and text messages stuff and like even pagers when we were super little. So it was like such a different world out there. You weren't so tied down or connected to social media and or just digital things to keep you around. You were kind of like more in your head and more with your friends, I would say. Yeah. One thing I remember is like if you wanted to find your friends, you walked around to their house and you knocked on their door. We weren't texting them. You weren't calling them. Even if they had a I mean, even everybody had landlines when we were growing up, but I feel like I don't remember ever calling anybody. It was, you know, you go, you walk around the corner, you knock on one friend's house, and then you got two, and you guys go knock on the next friend's house, then you guys got three, the next friend's house, and you get your crew together, then you all congregate and you go play. But, I mean, there was no, and I think connection was a lot more um, personal, you know what I mean, like a lot more intimate than just, I know my, my oldest son, like a lot of his connect. I mean, I feel like he's definitely close to his friends, but I still wonder because a lot of their interactions are 
on, I don't even know what app they're using these days to talk to each other, but they got like these group chats. It's not just text. It's, it's something else, but just face-to-face connections was a, were a lot more um, big. Cause I mean, they have, they all have cell phones. But they don't call each other. Most of it's like texts and like gifts and emojis. And, and that's the way they communicate, not face-to-face. I remember uh, for the most part, your friends lived in your neighborhood with the digital age. You know, you have people that you keep in contact with that are halfway across the world. But back then, it was hard to stay connected to people who lived halfway across your city. You know, so when when we were little, like, you know, me and Ali, all our homeboys lived in our neighborhood. Their grandmothers lived in their neighborhood, lived in our neighborhood and they would come uh, visit their grandmothers and then come hang out with us. And, you know, like as I was getting older and my friends, my group of friends kind of expanded throughout Baltimore, I can really say that that's before uh, cell phones. I would remember everybody's home line telephone number. I still have some that are still memorized in my mind. But, you know, now with this digital age, you just type in their name on your phone and, you know, you call them right away. Like, it's amazing. There are people's numbers that I have no idea what they were, but those numbers in like the late 80s, early 90s, they're still on my mind. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, I can remember, like Atma was saying, like, all my buddies were in my cul-de-sac. You know, I lived in Rockville, Maryland, and it was a little cul-de-sac there. So the only kids that I really hung out with were the kids right there. So either the house next to me or two houses down. It's like Dave said, he didn't call. He just walked, knocked on the door, grabbed a kid, hung out with that one. If I did see other friends or family members, it was when we would go to, like, a family event and you would drive to them, you know, and we'd hang out that way. But, you know, you still had, like, movies and video games that we would play, but I still remember doing much more stuff like, you know, walking in nature and going into a creek or we like explore sewers and all this crazy stuff where I felt like the majority of the time I was outside all day long. So I think that that I would say was the biggest thing for me that was different than it is for some of the kids nowadays where most of my day was once if it was the weekend, I'd leave and I'd be outside and I wouldn't come back until it was dark again. And I think one of our ideas for exploring this topic today is not to bash on technology so much, but to bring to light the fact that like our lives have changed because of social media, because of influencers and all these different apps and all these different ways to be connected that sometimes we lose the personal connection. Some, And we, it's a lot easier to stay connected, which is great, but it's also a lot easier to disconnect while feeling connected. So I think that's kind of what we're trying to explore is the fact that Instagram always wants to know where your photo is located. It wants to know who like face recognizing who it's with. And it's like, it starts collecting all this information. And I feel like that's a detritus. It's all this stuff that just keeps going. So when we talk about cell phones, like remembering phone numbers, like that's freaking rad. I don't want to remember everyone's cell phone. I got other numbers to remember. So, I mean, I guess with that, do you remember when the internet was introduced? Because we were, we were at a age probably when we remember when it showed up. And do you remember what it was like when you first started using it? Was email kind of like weird to you? You're like, what is this? What? I can send words to people to their email box? Was there any any moments where you didn't understand it? What was that like? I remember when it was first introduced, Ali and I went to a friend's school, very progressive school, college preparatory school. And, you know, we were one of the first places that I've actually seen computers outside of movies and stuff. And... I used to go to the computer lab, uh, you know, a lot of my friends who are 
very tech savvy ever since it started out. They were in there, you know, dialing up on AOL, talking to people halfway across the world. And this was like the 90s, early 90s, late 80s. And, you know, I would go in there and not deal with anything with the Internet. I would play Oregon Trail and, you know, some of my main characters may die from dysentery or, you know, stuff like that. But I wouldn't be using the Internet. It would be around me. But I definitely wouldn't take advantage of everything that my buddies were taking advantage of. And, you know, I know that a lot of my friends that were into the cutting edge back then of, you know, talking to people online and, you know, sending emails and stuff like that before they were, it was popular. They are, you know, kicking ass in the tech industry to this day. Yeah. I remember my home, particularly two of my really good friends from like, I don't know, I think Darren, I might've gone to school since kindergarten and I sim since like, I don't know, I think he, I think I sim came in lower school, but I remember the two of them were the first people that, that were trying to get me on the internet. I remember it was the upper school uh, science building, like on the top floor, like the small room run by this dude named Mr. Heath, who's crazy because he looks exactly the same today as he did like 40 years ago, which is wild. Like I must say, my experience with computers was all like logo and, and video games. Like that was my whole experience with computers. And like they would get on like, yeah, we're on the Internet. And I'm like, I hear it dial up and I would see them and they'd just be typing. I'm like, this isn't fun. Like. I remember the, the pirate game Swashbuckler. I'm like, let me get on Swashbuckler while y'all mess around on the internet. I, I, maybe I just wasn't into it. Maybe I just I didn't I didn't care at that point. I remember being forced on me. I feel like in college was when it was forced on me, like where you had to start using like research sources that were online. So they were forcing you to do research online. They were forcing you to use email. Um, there were some teachers that forced you to submit like submit assignments through email. Something was like they were pushing us in that direction. Um, and, and I just remember being like, I don't know, starting off being totally confused by it, need help. But it's weird to think that that wasn't a thing because it makes a lot of things so much easier when you are looking for information or you are trying to submit contact, get in contact with someone or do a correspondence with someone for business or, or for personal reasons. Yeah, I remember for me, it's definitely in the 90s. So it had to be like, it was when I was in, in, in high school. So 93, 94, 95 or something like that. When I first actually connected to the internet and it was the dial up sound, that annoying ass, you know, that type of stuff. You had to wait for the and all that stuff, you know, and I got to remember, I don't know if it was because I had a little too much fun in high school, but I don't really know what I did on the internet when I went there, you know, like I know I dialed in and I went on it. I remember most of my video game playing on computers was like before that. I feel like, you know, when the computers first came out, but like when the internet came out, I, don't, I guess I used it to try to chat, try to find ladies or something like that. You know, I was a young, young, horny teen. You know, that's all I really wanted to do then. So I think that's what it was. I, I was talking to some people just a few days ago, and one of my friends was making comments. He's like, God, I used to hate going on the internet when it first came out because I would, you know, be trying to download a picture of a beautiful woman and it would take forever and the screen's rolling down. And then right when it got to where I wanted to see it, it'd be like, go to this site instead. And he said, he's like, damn, I waited 30 minutes just to see, go to this website instead. So I don't really remember any of that, like using the emails or going on like web browsers really until like Ali said, until college, where like my freshman year of college, that's like what, 98 or 97 or whatever, when they were like, here's a class, this is how you use a web browser. This is how you email people. This is how you do these types of things. And that's when I really got, I feel so old saying that, that that's when I really started using the internet. But yeah, I, I definitely remember that's when it was introduced more, was high school, college And hearing Andy and Ali talk, it definitely reminded me like, yeah, I may have been exposed to computers with the Oregon Trail and, you know, stuff like that. 
But as far as the internet, I think it was college forcing it on you, but then Napster, like the music programs where you could get every single song that was out there, you have to burn a CD, but you know, it would take forever for it to download and burn. And I think that honestly got me so excited because I was really into hip hop, but you know, broke college student, you know, I couldn't really afford the music and you know, Napster was where it was at. And I think it was LimeWire was a, was another one. And I honestly used to make, in my opinion, the greatest Ottman's greatest hits. And, you know, and it's crazy how that totally changed the whole music industry and, you know, how now, you know, they have Apple Music and Tadao and, you know, all that type of stuff. But it's all because of this new digital platform that was created. And that's interesting, too, because now we have streaming sites where people don't even own music. They just pay a monthly fee to listen to whatever they want. And the internet's very interesting too. It's like a, a digital Akashic record of all our stuff that we put up there, whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether it's provocative, whatever, whatever it may be, it's a location of things. And I remember being super young. I think I've said this before in the podcast, just my dad bringing up the internet and I was just young and he brought the family into around a computer and we just, I didn't know what was going on. But when I first started using it, it was probably like early high school. And I just remember going on like AIM and just trying to find chat rooms and just chatting and like getting bossed around by like jerks online because you're just like, hey, everybody. And they're like, fuck you. And I'm like, what? Like, I don't know. And then I remember Napster as well. Like I was super, still super into music and just my friends, we, we, we'd be burning like mixtapes and stuff. And that's when, you know, you get your first car and you like get a CD player in your car and you're like, whoa, I can listen to anything I want now. I just got to wait 45 minutes to burn a CD to do it. I didn't really get into wet, like going to websites wasn't a thing. It was more based on like chat rooms and email. Websites didn't hit me until mid high school or something where I was like, oh, I remember also I would like just go to Google. If I didn't know a word, I was just like, oh, I could just like figure out a word like right here and there. Boom, boom, boom. And there's a definition. And I do remember when school started implementing, like, you have to research a website and, you know, here's your AA format of how to, like, write it down that you researched it. So I remember, like, the schools were trying to get us to be computer savvy. So that was an interesting moment. You know, as uh, the Internet has come of age, how has it and the use of it enhanced your life? Maybe with learning something new, developing a skill, meeting new people encouraging new opportunities, getting a job, et cetera. You know, how has the internet really enhanced your life? I'd say without the internet, we would not have started, or I don't know. I don't know if we would have started the Holistic Life Foundation without the internet, because I know it started off with us looking for grants to do work in like just to fund doing work. And uh, we went to the EPA website and found a grant for like ground level ozone detection. Um, and then we figured out we had to start a nonprofit. And then we went to Ask Jeeves. And we printed up a list of how to start a nonprofit in the state of Maryland. We went through that list to start a nonprofit. So the internet is a huge, like the the dawning of the, the Holistic Life Foundation. And um, uh, Uncle Willie used to always say to us that like, back, if we were studying yoga, like three, 4,000, 5,000 years ago, it would be one of those things where we might not be able to get all the information we need. It would just be if we were born in the right place and had the right opportunity, we can learn from a teacher. We have to travel like a couple of years to get to another teacher that we may have heard about then. So it's like, but now with the internet, like all this information and all this knowledge is right at our fingertips. It's just a matter of what you're using the internet for. Like you can use it to do what, I mean, you can use it to get any type of information you want, but I think he was most impressed with the fact that like there was so much spiritual knowledge 
just at our fingertips. Like we could have it on our phone. We could have it on our laptop. We could have it on a desktop. There's all this information that you were that just right, like just at your fingertips that you could just tap into. Yeah, that that's the same thing for me. I mean, that's how it impacted me the most and enhanced my life was search engines. I remember when I really understood the concept of Google and I could ask it anything, you know, like any question, any thought I had of, about anything, I could ask it and it would give me a response and, and a slew of responses. So then I also learned not to take just the first responses at what it was, but to read a bunch of people's things. And really like, I remember being so blown away when I first knew that that's what the internet did. And I would be like, when I would see other people and I'd be like, man, wh why are you asking me? I just go on the internet. You can find, you can find that. Right. And even nowadays, especially with YouTube and all these videos where you can DIY anything, you know, like I, I didn't know how to put in a garbage disposal. I just went online and did it. You know, I didn't know how any home improvement in my house. I do everything by myself and I just look online, find a video. And there's probably one person out of these billions and people, billions of people around the world who have tried it, made a video about it and they do it. And I, I do everything with the internet. It's made me so much more self-sufficient. It's taught me so many things that I want to learn and want to know or that I'm curious about. So I think it's such it's almost like a little mini Akashic records. You know what I mean? It really is. It, it's almost like its own little version of it. And if you access it correctly, you can find all the information in the world and find everything that you want. So I think it definitely has a lot of positive attributes. I think there's things that are messed up about it. I'm sure we'll talk about that later. But for me, that, that was the number one thing is knowing that I now have access to this resource with tons of information. And it's like Ali said, it's right at my fingertips. I felt the same way. Like YouTube is website I go to every single day and I learn a lot about money. I learn a lot about like investing. I learn a lot about like cryptocurrency. That's kind of like a new thing for me is money management, I guess. And audio, like I learn, I do a lot of the audio things, but I pretty much learned it all online and I did take some classes, but if I didn't know anything, I would just go research online and a lot of DJing, all my music is online. It's enhanced me because I've been able to like make websites and get my music out there. And now people can see DJ mixes or like original music that I make. So it's, it's so easy to promote the things in which you do. I've gotten job interviews online, you know, using LinkedIn or Glassdoor or some sort of like job searching site that you can find, you know, other than like trying to go walk outside, knock on doors and be like, are you hiring? You can like type in video production and find all the stuff around you that's like in Denver or Boulder or wherever you're at that is relevant in the work that you do. So I found it like super useful and just learning, learning anything like I've, I have the capabilities to take a computer apart, like a laptop apart and fix it. You know, I can take Apple laptops apart and put them back together and enhance them all because of the Internet, all because I've just searched online and I love when it comes to certain words and I just want to know the origins of a certain word, I can do that. You know, watching documentaries, a lot of movies, a lot of music. It's a place for media. Like so much media comes out of the internet that you could, you can almost like drown in it. You almost need to like get away from it sometimes, but it's definitely enhanced my life when I've wanted to figure things out. Yeah. I'm with you. I made my own computer because of the internet. And I remember as a, a dear brother uh, to Ali and I, his name's Tron. And I used to, I mean, he's this guy's a fucking genius. You know, he's always just the wisest person that I, I knew in terms of electronics and just 
putting stuff together, engineering things, all that type of stuff. And I used to always say to him, man, how do you know all this? And I remember one day just being so blown away with him and like, yo, Toronto, how do you know this? And he's like, Andy, man, I just go online and I read it. I just, I just got, he's like, I just learned it. You know, like, it's not like this was all just in my head. I literally just learned how to do this. Just go online, ask the questions and you'll figure it out. And I remember him saying that to me and I was so blown away. Like, Oh, and just this, this isn't just naturally forming in your head. And you look like me like, man, nah, I just learned this yesterday, buddy. Just anytime you have a question for anything, just type it in there and you'll get, you'll figure it out yourself. I know something that Ali and David were talking about where it kind of made me reflect on holistic life foundation and the fact that, you know, the internet is like promotional machine is the fact that now, you know, things go viral. I remember, um, you know, with holistic life foundation, we were struggling for like the first eight to 10 years of the existence of our nonprofit. But, you know, along with a research article getting published, uh, we got, we had a viral article talking about changing detention to meditation. And within a couple of days, millions, like over close to 10 million people saw that article. And, you know, it opened up the door with, you know, as far as our scope, being able to teach here, teach there, teach all across the nation, teach across the world. And, before the internet, we would have had to self-promote and, you know, reach out to different news articles, I mean, newspapers and stuff like that, where, you know, with the whole concept of, you know, something catching fire and becoming viral, it's like one of the greatest forms of promotion because we really didn't have to do anything. It was just out there on the internet, people passing it, sharing it, whether it's politicians, hip hop stars, you know, all types of people, Hollywood actors and actresses, and, you know, we definitely got to a specific point with the successfulness of our nonprofit and the demand for our programs because the whole Internet making being able to enable things to go viral. So, you know, that's one way I've seen it enhance our business and, you know, our scope as far as the good work that we do through Holistic Life Foundation. That's interesting, too, because what you're saying is it goes both ways because we're talking about how we search things online. But then you're talking about how if you put out an article or something of content that you can get millions of hits. So your audience now is anyone that has access to the Internet, which is majority of the people. There's still a lot of people who don't, but modern people have access to content constantly. Man, David, there was people from all over the world that was finding out about the work that we're doing and, you know, through our alternative to suspension rooms and, you know, our school-wide interventions where they wouldn't have known about it before. It's very few media sources before the internet that was global. And, you know, now with this viral article, people from South America, Asia, Europe, Australia, everyone was hitting us up, talking, talking to us about, you know, how they heard about our program and they want to bring us there to have us help set them up with success with the same type of program. And that would have definitely not happened without the internet. It's amazing. All right. So we were just talking about how the internet has enhances a lot of things, but how's the internet affected you, your life in a bad way? Like, has anything come up that has caused you drama or something that you wasn't ideal in your life? What comes up for me is the, I would say like social media has done some really good things, but on the other side, it's done some really bad things. I've had some moments of feeling overwhelmed or jealous or pissed off or just like mentally not held by social media and how it fucks with me. I don't know. Like there's there's like an addiction, to, you know, everybody has those moments where you're like, fuck, I'm still scrolling 
like, uh, oh, what's wrong with me? And you, you realize I've been, I've just been sitting here for like an hour doing nothing, just looking at other people's lives be better than mine. But it's, it's all an assumption. And in some ways it's created some mental health stuff for me in some sense, but I've definitely noticed and tried to change that and been trying to figure that out. But it's, it feels bad. It feels bad. I feel like the internet has a lot of bad things. And, you know, like, especially on Facebook or Instagram, you can say something. And if somebody doesn't agree with you or they just, like, confrontate with you, it can go somewhere, like, super weird. And it just kind of feels weird how so many opinions are out there and perspectives are out there that you can get into things that you did not expect. You know, you're trying to spread some love and someone's like, well, fuck you. And you're like, what? Like, yo. <laughs> what's what's wrong with you today you know so I do feel like there's these senses of in a bad way that people just want to cause trouble or you can just get into some really bad trouble there's some there's some nasty shit online you can get caught up yeah and on the flip side of that David it's like through social media you never realize how many people don't want you to be happy like you know I've seen so many different times where you know you're just highlighting something in your life that you're proud of and you know not not like being flashy or anything just something small and you know people will because they're not in a happy place they'll try to tear you down and make you look like an animal or try to belittle you or you know stuff like that where I don't even put anything personal of mine any successes online besides what's going on with business or promoting stuff like that I keep my personal life completely off of uh, the internet just because there are people who are just so unhappy with their lives that, you know, they'll do anything and everything to kind of bring you down. And, you know, one thing that, you know, back in the day, people used to be happy for other people's successes. And it used to, instead of being jealous, it used to make them strive at a higher level. Now, you know, people think life is all about competition. And, you know, I guess they take it as a challenge to, or like you're trying to belittle them by, you know, you being happy. So, you know, it's really one of those things that, you have to be mindful of the stuff that you put out there because everybody's not happy for your success. Yeah. And I feel like in some sense, the internet has enhanced bully culture. You know, it's like, it's almost like a different way to get bullied or be bullied or bully, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Back in the day, like if somebody's going to bully you, they had to be in your face. That whole Jake Paul, you know, Mayweather fight. Like the kid's a fucking bully, dude. He's a bully, and we're we're like glorifying bully culture. And a lot of these successful people are they're fucking bullies, dude. And they become popular online somehow. And it's like, why are we enhancing bullies? Stop. Yeah, I, I think I, bullies I and trolls are two different things, though. I don't know. I feel like the bully and the troll thing, like it's, it's a fine line, but there's two different sides of it. Like some people are just like trolls on the internet to get attention. Like they're just people just are just poking the bear just to get attention. And the bullies are those people that are like maliciously trying to hurt someone and tear them down. You know, back in the day to bully somebody had to be in their face. Now it's total anonymity and you can bully somebody and not never have to see them, never have to confront them, never have to have them like come and try to kick your ass. You know what I mean? Like, so it's just like, there's like a disconnect from the bully in these days. Yeah, I mean, I think like the metaphor with a hammer fits perfectly with this. Cause we just talked about how, how amazing the internet has been for us in terms of, you know, all this knowledge that's accessible and I can do whatever I want and figure out how to do what I want. You know, like a hammer, you can use it to build something or you can use it to destroy something. Right. And I think one of the things that how the internet has affected my life in a bad way is 
it's made it so much more fast paced. Everything is automatic. You get an email, answer the email right away. You get this, did you got to do this right away? So everything is just like all the time where I think before the internet, things went a little slower. It'd be snail mail, right? It'd get to you when it got to you, the message got there. And, and that can be very positive in some aspects in terms of business and getting stuff done and, and being efficient and effective. But at the same time, sometimes I think it's made life a little too quick and it's made us move instead of just be, right? And I think the, the worst thing it's done in my mind is the way that the internet can be used to manipulate people in terms of like propaganda and stuff. Like imagine back in the day, like Hitler just hung up signs and you had to walk by that sign and read it to get the propaganda and to see it. Now you can just post a picture. And like Atma said, you know, we do good stuff. So, right. So when we get promoted, good things are being thrown around the internet to millions and millions of people. But then you have douchebags and bad people out there putting stuff out there that still goes to millions of people. And if they're as douchebaggy and shitty as those people, they're like, all right, yeah, this is what I'm about. You know what I mean? So I think that it's allowed a lot of divisiveness, a lot of manipulation. And if anything, I, I see the impact most with what it's with the younger generation, like what it's done with my nieces and nephews and how little girls and women think they have to look like this or be like this. And, and all the guys are just locked into these chats and, you know, like they're not going outside anymore. They're not thinking for themselves anymore. You know, like you ever be with a bunch of friends and you joke and someone asks a question and all you're like, I don't know. And someone's like, well, let's just ask Google real quick. Right. But back in the day, you couldn't do that. Right. So if you wanted to know why this was like this, then you and your friends had to sit there and talk about it and discuss it and learn from each other and come up with your own ideas instead of like not letting your brain work at all and be like, oh, well, the, the reason this is, is because I just typed to go. Oh, it's it's because of this. That's over. I, I'm not making no new wrinkles in my brain. I'm, not, I'm just reading. Okay, I got it now. That's what, and I'm I'm sure Google said it. That's what it is, right? So, I think there's all these positives to it, but I think that if it's used in the wrong manner, which I think a lot of people do use it to take advantage of people, then it can be very, very negative. You know, I think it can be a very, very negative tool. Yeah, and I think one thing that uh, the internet does it, it like puts these um. I feel like it deteriorates boundaries. I think it puts unfair expectations about people wanting a response. Like back in the day, if I had a landline and somebody called my house, I might not even have a um, an answer machine at some points in my life. So it might've been just, they got to wait for me to get back to them or have to see me. Or even if they have an answer machine, like it wasn't the expectation that I would get back to them right away. Like I've had people get upset with me about not responding to Facebook Messenger. I don't even check Facebook Messenger. You know what I mean? But, but they were accept- like, Yo, I sent you a message like three weeks ago. I'm like, you also have my email address and my phone number. You could have called me like if it was that big a deal. So I think it's just like, yeah, I think just people put unfair expectations around the, like how everything's so instantaneous online. They want the, like, like they, they expect to have like total access to you. And I feel like one thing it also does is give people too much access to your life. You know, some people see things and they, they make assumptions about them or, the lack of th- the things that they don't see, they make assumptions about those things too. And I feel like it gives them, they feel like they have a voice in your life when, you know I mean, like social media is not your real life. I mean, your social media is what you're, the representative of yourself that you want to put online. It's not really what's going on. But I think people want to, I think it gives people a sense of empowerment uh, to comment on your life and how you're living and what you're doing and put there. Yeah, I think people just need to let, let people live their lives instead of having so much, it makes people care too much about other people's lives, not even in a 
in a good way because it's not their real life. It's not an intimate connection. It's just a, a snapshot of what you're throwing online. And then they're judging that and they want to have something to say about it when they don't. Some of them might not even know you. I hear what you're saying, too, this constant availability because we are connected to the Internet. There's this sense of like, where you been? I know you, you know, you text a friend. They didn't get back to you in three days. You know, they have their phone on them the whole time. So the whole time you're thinking, like, why aren't you like, why are you ignoring me? But I feel like that does cause some mental disruption because you're just like, I want to be alone. Leave me alone. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. Right. Or like, I don't want to answer that right now. Or like the whole, I saw you log on to Instagram. Why didn't you respond to my message? I'm like, first off, why, why are you stalking me that me? much? You know what I mean? Like, just like, just like, I'll get to the message when I want to get to the message. Like, let me, if I want to scroll through and look at some memes and some sports highlights, let me do that shit. Like, let me do that. And then I'll get to this message. But like, yeah, I think it just gives people too much access. A way that I think that it can be negative too that I'm thinking of is I had a conversation with a young lady. I mean, she's like in her early 20s or whatever. And she was telling me how addicted she was to like TikTok and the internet and how she has to have it. Like her phone to her was her everything. Like she's like, I'll spend four hours just doing one video on TikTok just to get it right. And then, and I have my stream that I worry about and I have my accounts that I worry about. And it was a point where, and we're big zombie people. And I talked about the zombie apocalypse one time and she was like, oh no, I'm going to just be bait. And I'm like, what do you mean be bait? And she's like, well, if the, if the zombie apocalypse happens, there's no internet. Like that's all I live for. You know, like for her, like that's all that makes her happy. I'm like, well, what about living? You know, like what about living? So I think my opinion is I think the internet can be very addicting and it can affect our mental health. What do y'all think about that? I think it can be addictive. Like, us humans are addictive types of creatures. So if we didn't have the internet, that doesn't mean we're rid of addiction. We would addict to something else. But, you know, when TV came out, TV was very, it floods your senses, your your audio, your visual, and then you start thinking, and it's easy to just let it think for you and, and just pass images by your head. And now you have the social media and the TikToks and the Instagrams and the Facebooks and all the other stuff. And it's just so easy to like just scroll through content. And now we can see something and be like, okay, next, 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 next. So you can just keep going until you find something that resonates with you or whatever. So it doesn't feel as though we can like focus and do things anymore sometimes because we are just so and or like we're the content providers, we're creating content and it takes us four hours to do like a 10 second dance that, you know, like 20 people look at or like whatever. I don't know, like everyone's into these like little dancing. Maybe we should do what? I don't know. <laughs> a little look again TikTok video. What do you guys think? I'm down, David. Yeah. I'll let you take the lead on that, David. Yeah, I'm going to take a hard pass on that one. I mean, maybe we could just have Ottman and Dan Siegel do it. I am the HLF dance champion, so <laughs> it's good to make me the lead. This is true. I think the internet is addictive in a lot of different ways. And, and I think one thing is like people aren't happy with their lives and the internet provides an escape for them. So like, I think they just get caught up in like, if they don't have to think about their life and they don't have to think about the struggles that they're going through. Uh, like you were saying, Dave, you're going to be addicted. People are going to be addicted to something. So like, you know, it, it allows them an escape. Like if you have problems or if you don't want to deal or if you're not happy with the way things are, uh, you can scroll on Instagram for hours and, and it'll they'll figure out what you want to see and they'll show it to you over and over and over and over again. Like whether it's some funny memes, whether it's uh, beautiful people, whether it's beautiful places, whether it's animals, sports, 
whatever, you can find it on there and you can spend your time looking at it and scrolling through it. And it's a total escape. I mean, there are healthier ways to escape. I feel like some people may have struggles and they might need to escape their life at some point. It might bring it be like a small source of happiness for some people that don't have a lot. Like, you know, I mean, like if you can't go on a vacation or you can't go to a therapist or you can't or, you know, I mean, just simple things like you can't get away from your situation. I could see how it could be beneficial to some people to just have like that that place to escape. Like, again, there are some some other things they could do. They could read a book. They could meditate a lot of different things but i could see how it could be beneficial in some situations but uh just to get a little brief pause or a little brief hiatus from the stress that might be going on in their life but um there's a lot of people that where, where they just do get caught up and they can't really they don't know how to shut it off they don't know how to get away from it and it just becomes one of those things that's constantly going on and uh you, you look up and it's like David, you were look up and it's like an hour later and you've just been scrolling and you were supposed to be doing something and like all this time is gone. But uh, it, it definitely can be one of those things that, and not even just, um, not even just that, not even just like Instagram, but like any anything on there. Like, I mean, I know like there are points in my life where I could jump down the, the rabbit hole on YouTube and like I can search a YouTube video and the next thing you know, it's like four o'clock in the morning and I've like clicked everything on the side of the screen is leading me to something else, leading me to something else, something else where it's like, damn, I probably should have been sleeping all this time, but, you know, learning stuff or just being entertained. But it was just like, like, it's just easy to get caught up because there's so much information coming at you at one time that like, it's hard to shut off. I think like David was saying, like we are addictive creatures and just like in life with everything, it's all about balance. I, I found, you know, there's been times in my life where I was out of balance and did scroll through Instagram or like Ali was saying, go down a rabbit hole on YouTube way too much where, you know, I was getting out of the habit of reading. And, you know, I have so many books that, you know, not only did my dad and, and our Uncle Will put us on with and, you know, a couple of our friends who travel the world, they bought us back great books, too, that I've always wanted to dive into. But, you know, I have all this great information that I want to put more wrinkles on my brain and I, I just wasn't doing it. And, you know, I would just be getting lost in the other people's lives on social media or funny videos or like you were saying about animals and you know stuff like that where you know I really was it was so many it's 24 hours in a day and I was wasting a lot of it uh just being on social media where you know there's so many other things whether it's getting into my personal practice with yoga meditation breathing or whether it's reading or exercising or whatever where you know it's really all about being able to be mindful of where you are in your life, what you want to invest your time into, and then actually doing it and, you know, putting limits on what you can do. And I love how, you know, Ali does with his kids, like, all right, you can play this video game or, you know, be online for this amount of time. But uh, you, every 15 minutes that you're on there, you have to do 20 push-ups or 20 sit-ups or, you know, something like that, where creating that balance at a young age, where they'll understand that they will not get overwhelmed with just being focused on online, spending that FaceTime uh, with the screen. Um, so I, I think that, you know, that's the way, like with everything that can be addictive is have a balance with it, you know, and not getting overwhelmed. So one thing I also just want to bring to light too, because we have, you know, we're kind of talking about like very generalized things, but if it wasn't for the internet, we wouldn't be able to be doing this podcast right now. So there's a lot of beautiful things that come with the internet, like how you were talking about sharing that article and it reached like 10 million people. Like, Jesus Christ. Hell yeah. There are a lot of good things happening out there, but I do feel like our tendencies tend to lean towards, oh man, 
I just wasted so much time doing this. Nowadays, we have the ability to save our memories on social media and all these different sites. Like we can even save our words online and we can share them with a lot of people. So over time, we, we've amassed a lot of photos, music, conversations we've had with others. And have you ever made any mistakes or digital catastrophes that you have over time regretted or like anything you've posted and you've like taken it down? Or has there been any moments where you're just like, we're very feeling type of creatures and sometimes you post things that you feel and then... You know, a week later, you're like, oh, fuck, I just totally did that. Has that ever happened to you guys? Not that I can remember. I feel like most of the stuff I post is, like, work-related to HLF. Ollie's like perfect, y'all. He, he... <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm just saying, like, I fuck up in other ways. I fuck up in real life. I don't fuck up on social media. You know what I mean? Like, my fuck-ups are real-life fuck-ups, like, stuff that I say, like, in interactions with people. But, like, I feel like on um on social media, it's just one of those things where, you know, like I, I post about work. I post an occasional picture, like from somewhere we might have traveled or something like that. It's not like my opinions. Like my opinions, I share with the people around me. I offend people in real life, like not online. You know, like it, it's it's easy to like get too comfortable around someone when you're talking to them. Throw a couple beers at me, I, I might offend you, but I mean, like you know, like I feel like online, it's it's more of a um one of those things where it's more intentional or what I want out there when I'm posting it. And my fuck ups are face to face. Yeah, I'm with Ali. I can't think of one particular time that I was like, oh, I can't believe I posted that. Or I don't even, I don't think I've ever like taken down a post or anything like that. But I, I can think of one time where I almost fucked up pretty bad, where it was, I remember um, I have my personal phone. And sometimes, you know, when we go around, we're teaching kids and stuff like that. We're in schools or whatever. And I'm taking pictures. So I was part of the marketing team, you know, so I have all these HF photos and I had to download them to a database. And I remember one time when I downloaded the photos from my phone to the database, a personal photo went there. Not of me, but of, you know, sometimes ladies send interesting photos to you, right? You know, so, personal photos. Yeah. So it was more personal. It wasn't business related. You know what I mean? And I remember right before making that folder accessible to everyone, just there's a thought in my mind like, you know, man, just review all these. And if I didn't review it, everyone on the team would have gotten a pretty interesting digital catastrophe, I would say, just to put it politely. And I, I would have been in trouble for sure if they would have seen that video. So I almost messed up once, but I luckily enough caught it and I didn't screw up. I know for me, uh, you know, I'm a cancer. So, you know, I'm still trying to be mindful of, you know, being an emotional and the way that I respond to people. But I remember somebody online commented on a picture because, you know, people know me in different realms and like people don't know everybody that I know in Baltimore, the different paths that I've walked in. Uh, you know, some people may just know me from going to private school. Some people may just know me from living in West Baltimore. Some people may know me from going to Dunbar. And, you know, I posted something about going to a, a reunion that my dad used to coach there and, you know, uh, a lot of the guys that went to Southern played for my dad and I used to train with them. So indirectly, you know, I would consider myself a bulldog. You know, that's the mascot of uh, Southern. And I was in there in all the pictures with all the guys and, you know, all that stuff. And some girl was like, you didn't go there. You went like trying to be all smart. And I found myself responding to them like, girl, like you don't like really reacting and not responding, you know, and I had to kind of delete it just because, you know, I, I wasn't going to let anybody take me out my zone and react in the way that I was going to 
would have just made me look like an asshole, you know, and I was, you know, a little bit more mindful uh, after I read it. I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to tell her that, you know, my dad was the former coach at uh, Southern High School. So I grew up in the gym meeting and, and all the guys are like my brothers. But, you know, and then other times, you know, I really have to catch myself when people are assholes online and just not responding to them, not feeding into that energy. Cause it's, it's hard sometimes where like Ali was saying, people try to poke you like you're a bear. And, you know, sometimes, you know, it's people that may know you and they know what buttons to push to get a reaction out of you. But, you know, I think that's what comes with maturity is not trying to win every battle. You know, that's one thing that I had to kind of learn and put my ego aside and, you know, just try to rise above it. I don't, I don't, I don't do it all the time, but you know, I try to. Totally. Yeah. What's funny is like, I can think of like a recent moment. So I had this brief moment where I was like strapped on cash. And so I was trying weird jobs out and I somehow was working at a high end hair salon as the front desk person. And man, that was rough. There was some not enjoyable customers and there was a lot of enjoyable customers, but there was this one woman, there was this one woman really pushed my buttons and she came in and she was like so fucking entitled and so just privileged and she just like you could tell in her in her energy and the way she walked and the way she acted with the staff I just wanted to like oh I, I was like get out of here I don't like you and then she was checking out and I just remember her like trying to act all cool and look at me and you know, I tried to say something nice. I'm like, oh, that's a cool bracelet. And she's like, oh, I'm a shaman. I do ayahuasca experiences, da-da-da-da-da. And ended up looking, looking, and she was so rude to me, and she finally left. And I remember looking up her online, and she, she like, facilitates medical, pharmaceutical uh, shaman guidances and therapy. And, and I'm thinking to myself, like, fuck this woman, dude. She probably fucks people up because she's so egoic and privileged and... You know, like, I hope Mama Aya rips you into asshole. And I, like, kind of wrote that on social media. Some weird way, it was, like, my feelings were writing it. I personally wasn't writing it. My feelings were writing it. And then somebody commented. I wrote I wrote something, like, you know, because she was trying to be, like, this hot woman, but she was just clearly just, like, ugh, just horrible. And I wrote, like, or not being polite is never fucking cute. And then somebody wrote, assuming I was like hitting on a woman or something and they were like, well, what does not being polite mean? And and I remember writing, I'm like, Google it, like, look it up yourself. Like, I don't have to define this word for you, but it just like kind of caused this little riff and confusion amongst people. But man, like, I don't know. I just, I had to let people know how I felt in the moment. And normally I don't do that, but it like loosely backfired. But in some sense, like people were just like, yeah, like, I mean, if you went to my Facebook page, you could probably find it just a couple scrolls down. And it's just me just just needing to get this out to be like, stop being fucking privileged, people. Ugh. So, um, all right. So one last question to shut this all down. So I know for me, I, I jumped off of social media because I don't, I don't think I was having a healthy relationship with it. I think it was taking up too much of my time. And something like Atma said, I was reading stuff that I didn't think was important. I have so many other things that I want to read. So I had different priorities, right? So for you all and the listeners, to you, what does it look like to have a healthy relationship with any of your social media accounts? You know, how do you manage it to serve you and allow you to do good things? I was just going to say, well, what do you think, Andy? You recently deleted all your social media. So when I'm posting these podcasts, I'm like, the fuck? I can't tag Andy anymore. For me, a healthy relationship is not having it. 
<laughs> I don't have a relationship with them. So that's the help for me personally. I don't think I need to be on social media. You know what I mean? So, but that was recent. Where was the shift that you recently like, you know what? I'm just going to delete it. And and like, why not just have it, keep it and not use it? Why did you delete it? I think because I think it was for me a little addictive, you know what I mean? So even if I would have just been like, you know what? I'm just not going to go on it. I would find myself naturally, even after I deleted them on days, my hand would go to my phone and it would naturally slide to where the box was that said social media because I had a little box and I would look for that, you know, because I would just naturally, it was just part of my life. I would go, I'd click the social media box, click Facebook, and I would just be scrolling. It was almost like ingrained in my brain that was a part of my life. And even after I deleted them, it took like a week and a half, maybe two weeks for my brain to stop doing that. Like I still would look for it on my phone, even though I know I deleted them. So for me, I just needed to purge myself of it. Like, this is not supposed to be a part of my life anymore. For me, that was healthy because I just thought that, you know, before and it was getting to a point where it was, everything was just so negative, you know, maybe it was my feed for some reason, but everything was so divisive. It was either, it was right versus left. It was black versus white. It was vaccinated versus unvaccinated. It's just like, man, like, where's the fucking love in the world? There's so many loving and wonderful people out here. And everything I was seeing on social media to me was bullshit. And I thought it was a lot of egoic, sensual, like, hey, look at me. Look at what I do and check me out. And it's like Ali was saying, no one was representing their real selves. They were all representing this version of what they want you to think they are. All that sensual based stuff, you know, like look at my food and look at where I went on a trip. And it took me 7,000 shots to get this image that now all the kids are looking at and think, oh, that's what I got to live up to. So to me, I just thought it was, I just thought it was bad. You know what I mean? And I was like, Hey, you know, I don't need to be on this anymore. It's a waste of my time. So that's what my relationship is with it is that made me healthy and happy. And I've been, Oh man, I don't recommend it for everyone, but for me, best, one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. So for me, that's, I feel much healthier, not having that relationship with it. That's why I wanted to ask you all because you all are still on it. And, and you, I think you have more experience with being able to, have a healthy relationship because you still have this relationship and it doesn't look like y'all are, you know, it's not fucking with y'all like it was with me. You know what I mean? So I think y'all have, will be, I think you have more experience saying to our listeners like, Hey, you know, I'm still on social media and the way I make this work is like this. You know what I mean? Cause for me, it just wasn't working. I mean, I know for me, I think one of the, I guess, ways to do uh, good things is just by bigging people up on their little successes that they have in life on social media you know, whenever you see somebody putting something out there about how they're helping people or how they advance in their jobs and, you know, just little personal milestones that they meet, you know, just giving them props and, you know, saying something nice, uh, just, you know, complimenting them. And also, you know, I love the fact that it, I used to be horrible at birthdays and the fact that they give you reminders of when people's birthdays are. And, you know, it's a great way to kind of send them personal messages about something that happened in your relationship throughout the years. And, you know, one of my buddies recently had a birthday and we've known each other since we were kids, uh, my man, Justin Matthews. And, you know, one thing that I used to always say to him, my grandfather used to call the sink, the zinc. And, you know, I would, I always tell him like, uh, Justin, you know, if you had some cake for your birthday, make sure you get them dishes out of zinc. And, you know, it, I'm sure he just busted out laughing. So it's like little things like that where, you know, it's very small, small as hell, but it really, you never know 
if people are having a bad day, if those little small things can help lift them up and it's nothing, you know, it's social media, it's on the internet, you know, all that stuff. But these little things, these little happy birthdays and helping people celebrate accomplishing different milestones, I think is a beautiful thing to, you know, big people up instead of tearing people down. Yeah. I I think for me, um, healthy relationship is just, as long as it's not pissing me off, like the things I'm seeing or like, you know what I mean? If I'm, if I'm not getting too agitated by the things that are on there, I'm not wasting too much time. I don't really care. I mean, like I know um, on Facebook events, like I I feel like I found some really cool events on Facebook that I wouldn't have known about if I hadn't have been on Facebook and like I must say managing people's birthdays because that gets a little overwhelming. Um, And I usually don't even post on their page. I'll just, if I see somebody, I'll just text them for their birthday. I'm like, oh, today's their birthday and I'll text them. Instagram, you know, like, there have been points where I've had to like clean up the accounts that I was following and like delete some of them so that I could just have stuff on there that, that actually entertained me and, and wasn't just filling up my feed with BS, like see how my friends are doing. I'm really, I I love that. Like some of my friends post a lot and uh, I like, like, especially a lot, I feel like a lot of my friends from, um, from friend school and university of Maryland college park, I see a lot of them posting and it's cool to see what's going on in their life and comment on them. Like people that I don't get to see a lot physically and some of them that I haven't even seen since, since we were in school together, but you know, just seeing what they're doing, like liking a post, commenting on and shooting them a message. Um, I think, I think all that's cool and, and it's healthy. I think just anytime I get to a point where it's taking up too much of my time and I feel like, like I'll get my um, screen, like my screen report at the end of the week from, uh, from my phone. If that number's too high, then I'm like, all right, I need to just chill the fuck out with social media for a little bit. Or if I'm just seeing stuff on there, that's just agitating me a little too much. I know I need to like just stay away from certain accounts or just block them or whatever. But I think just as long as um I've got my my time in moderation and it's and it's you know entertained me somewhat and then I'm I'm cool with it. Totally. And one thing that I find interesting is Andy took. There's different ways to go about what is healthy version of social media and or internet for you. And Andy took the route of very extreme of just like deleting, just knowing it wasn't good for him and deleting. Some other people take, you know, social media breaks. Other people just just try and limit the amount of content they take in. So there's different ways to go about it and or even like algorithmically enhance their version of what they want to see because it's all, you know, based on what you've looked at before. I bought like an RFID wallet not too long ago and like my whole Facebook feed is just this wallet, that wallet. And I'm like, I already bought it. Come on. You should know that. Like, I'm not going to buy another fucking wallet, dude. So it's it's very interesting to see how, like, algorithms and, like, this ad doesn't support what I'm into and, and how that can change. But for me, what a healthy thing looks like is just, t- just taking little breaks, you know. What I like to do is I don't post very often. So when I post, I feel like it's meaningful or I just have, like, a really cool quote that I want to say or, you know, just I, I took a cool photo and I want to share it. I post it and then walk away. I like go do something. I don't wait to see what happens or decide that I want a certain outcome. I just like, here's a cool thing I shared and like, I'll see you later. And I I like doing that because sometimes it's really fun to come back to it to see what happens. But other times I I just kind of don't care. So I just walk away and I feel like that's a healthy way to go about it. So I'm not relying on feedback from other people to be like was it like the amount of numbers that i needed to make me feel good so when i post i'm posting it because i think it's cool and i want to enshrine it into the social realm instead of just like keep it for myself because there's a lot of things that happen that i feel like i could share like 
I went to a concert two nights ago. I saw my favorite electronic artist in the crowd, and I went over to her, and I was, and I just kind of like pointed at her. I was like, I was like, I love your music. I love what you do. And she like came in, gave me a hug, and it was just like this beautiful moment. And I'm like, that's for me. Like, that's not for everyone else. This this moment's for me. I don't need to, you know, I thought about like, oh, I just met Closey and it was rad. And I'm like, who fucking cares? Like, I had my own experience. I don't need to share this. And it was just really cool. So, you know, we all know ourselves. So deciding what is healthy, what is not healthy. And also take care of your health. Like, if you're noticing you're you're going too deep and you're you're going in some weird directions, take a break. Try taking a break. Go outside, you know? Be outside without, like, don't bring your phone with you some t- places. Like, go out and be with yourself or be with friends or be in the moment. Take a bike ride. Go on a swing set. I'm that adult that's on the swings usually, and people are like, oh, that kid knows how to have fun. <laughs> but, yeah. I feel like there's so many different things we could talk about, too, you know? And when, when I think detritus, I'm thinking of all all the stuff that we collect over time and we just sift through, like, drowning in it. So, we need to be mindful and meaningful of what we're looking at. Yeah, I think it's all about that balance that we have with everything in our lives, the internet included. Like we were talking about throughout this podcast, the internet could be, you know, like Andy was saying with the hammer, it can either build things up or destroy it. Uh, So, you know, I think it's all about being mindful of the ways that you're using it, how much time you're putting into it and making sure there's a balance with other things that's going on in your life. Yeah, I mean, I feel like in this incarnation, everything's a tool. Depends how you use it. You know what I mean? Like, everything can be good. Anything can be bad. It's just how you use it. Like, there's some amazing things that the internet does and can do as far as connection, finding information, um, getting good information out there, helping people, serving people, like with everything. So, like, it's a tool. It depends how you want to use it. Use it to the ways that are going to serve you. I mean, use it to entertain you as well. But uh, just make sure it's it's not bringing you down. Yeah, I think it's very well said. I mean, remember, it can be used for good, it can be used for bad, or you can just put the hammer in the drawer and not use it at all. That's right. Yeah. Thank y'all for tuning in to us again, man. We love y'all. Hopefully, you know, we put a couple wrinkles on your brain. That's right. Yeah, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We love you. Always a pleasure, yeah, appreciate y'all. y'all. Love y'all. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to look again. Thank you for listening to Look Again Podcasts. Please feel free to share this content with your friends and community. Also, please consider donating to our Patreon page. You can find us at patreon.com and search for Look Again Podcast. Anything helps and we really appreciate your visit. Thank you so much.